1: Good morning Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change, flying solo today on the Perspective Pod. We've had a few days to let things settle, let our anger go down, let our uh, sobriety come back up. I wish I could have been on there in the post-game show. Would not have been a pleasant sight for anybody. Before we get to that stuff, let's do some house cleaning here. If you've been on the site in the last day or so, you can see all of the All-Star game coverage. The Under Armour All-American game is this afternoon or early evening at 5 p.m. Eastern in Orlando. Guys like Noah Rogers will be on display. And then you see all the content we have up there. Bill Curlick and Steve Wolfong, among others, in San Antonio for the All American Bowl leading up to the January 7th game. We've got seven guys there. Definitely one to watch. We've got features on Lucas Keinholz and Joshua Mickens and Carnell Tate and Luke Montgomery, Brandon Ennis, all on the front page right now. So you want to check that out. And then some other good content coming your way. Mark Porter's. Famous Buckeye in the Sky on the Peach Bowl will be up later this morning. That's something you want to check out, a uh, film breakdown of what went wrong. Um, So let's get into it. Uh, I definitely needed to take a few days off after that game. For a variety of reasons, I really I really wanted to be able to send Dave a text after the game saying how I was hearing naked johns up in heaven. But uh, it was not it was not meant to be. And, um, you know, now we face these questions. uh, Like I said, it's the perspective pod. Where do we go from here? We're definitely going to talk about the game. And some details from the game. Along the way here, but what we really want to do is just kind of get into some big picture issues and I've written down a bunch of notes so bear with me and then We'll take a break sell some ads and come back and the nutters can have the floor can Comment on anything you want to talk about from the game or perspective. You can comment on, on anything I say and, and when we get to that so Like I said, we've had a couple days to gather some perspective and going forward you know, the question is what changes need to be made um, and where do they go from here? And the further we get away from the game, the more I realize in the quest for the national championship, you know, they were a shank away from being the favorite in the championship game. Um, it's unfortunate whatever happened with the field goal, if it was too long, et cetera. The fact is if that ball had gone through the uprights, The narrative will be so different on so many levels that I think we got to be realistic and also honest with ourselves about how much change actually needs to be made, you know, um, in light of such an emotional event. Sometimes I think more change is asked for than needed. And the bottom line is, no matter how you break it down, they were a field goal away from being the national championship favorite. So that's pretty darn close. Um, I think the plan was good. I think Ryan Day's plan was good. That's obvious. I thought his plan was good against Michigan and we'll get to the, we will get to that later on. But, um, I do want to address first off the narrative that has developed that, uh, that was Ohio state's a plus game and was Georgia's C game. That feels like rationalization to me from Georgia fans who were shocked. There's another team that could stand in the ring with them. And uh, not only trade punches, but trade quality punches. Um, Keep this in mind on the offense. Just for the last quarter of the game, the last 35 seconds of the third quarter and the fourth quarter, the Ohio State Buckeyes were without Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison, Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, Evan Pryor, and Cade Stover. Okay. So when you enter training camp, that's pretty much your skill talent. So the idea that I mean and Jackson never played, Evan never played, Trey basically played half the season. Mayan limped into the game and they knocked Marv out. I don't understand how that could be our A plus game when God forbid you did the math on how much NFL dollars those guys will generate and they will not be in the game. So let's let's knock that one out. Um So in terms of what they need to change and what they need next year, more injury luck. Um, I I totally get how, um, you know, injury luck and referee luck are not things we can sit and plan for or hope for. But, you know, I look back at the Jeffrey Okuda play. um, I look back at three or four specific plays in this game. Shoot, the khakis have a real good argument against TCU from the refs. It's unfulfilling that luck plays such a role, but it's also undeniable. And the Buckeyes just have to get better luck health-wise and better luck from the refs. That is not that. I get that's not fulfilling and, and doesn't feel like it can be changed, but I don't. I mean, the injuries were just brutal. Uh, and then you lose, you know, Harrison. That's rough. You know, we're going to have the argument uh, we always talked about: what it would have been, what it would have been like to have a healthy Nick Bosa and Chase Young together. You can do the same thing for uh, Jackson Smith and Jibba, Jackson Smith and Jibba and Marv. So that'll be one of those narratives that goes on. Um, the defense, generally speaking. How many top 50 NFL guys do you have on the, on the defense? How many first round draft picks? If you look at the offense, the quarterback, both receivers, arguably both tackles. I mean, I don't think Donovan Jackson will be a first round draft pick eventually, but he's going to be an NFL player. Luke Whipler's got an NFL decision to make, which we'll talk about. Those guys are all going to be high draft picks. Um, as I look at the defense now, the only guy I see who's a first round draft pick is JT and I don't know if that's a guarantee. I don't, they need to increase the overall talent level on the defense. Um, they got to get more better players, they got to have better development. Um, they need to get back to the secondary where the best guy is always a top five draft pick. Um, from the Jeffrey Okudas, you know, to the Marshawn Lattimores and down. I don't think Marshawn was picked in the top five, but you get the vibe. Denzel Ward and such. Um, I don't think, based on what I'm seeing now, that they're going to be able to consistently go into the South and get the uber elite guys, your Caleb Downs of the world. So they're going to have to do it with incredible depth. Um And I don't know if the depth on defense is right now where it needs to be. Uh, I will say that the Michigan game in terms of the defense, I do not believe was like it was the year before. Um, I don't think they got pushed around as much. I think that there were several plays early on that went wrong and could have gone right for Ohio State. And again, the running back situation was a mess. Um, they've got to get back to where their running game is fully intact and operational and not just a diversion. Um, I realized that was virtually impossible this year with the injuries. Um, but let's talk about this. I mean, if you had, if you played that game again against Georgia, I think the spread would be smaller and more people would bet on Ohio state. So the national narrative, I think uh, big picture. Is helpful. Neutral field, fresh legs, time to prep. Um, Ohio State can go punch for punch with anyone. I think uh, Georgia and Ohio State and Alabama right now are the three best programs. I think they all see each other as equals. I think you'd have to say probably Ohio State is third right now, but the only other team in striking distance, the way I see it, of the two on top. Georgia just has an incredible pipeline within its state for talent right now. Go look at uh, Gwinnett County. It's probably where the best high school football is being played, player for player right now. I'm not sure you could say that ever before. It was probably in Texas or California. And Alabama with Nick Saban is just recruiting like a behemoth and always has. So got to be in the mix with that. I will say that uh, I want to get to C.J. Stroud. I thought that it was as good a performance um, on a biggest stage. I think that will pay dividends for a long time. I think every person, every person watching that game who has an NFL team that needs a quarterback knows who C.J. Stroud is and was imagining them taking snaps for their team. Um, hold on a sec here. So, you know, we're getting back to kind of the national vibe aspect of this because that was really low. as low it's been in a as low as it has been in a while. When you consider the uh, vibes after the Michigan game. I mean, uh, in terms of recruiting, um, I think the still the NFL vibe helps tremendously. You've had an, an Ohio State quarterback in the Heisman or you know at the Heisman ceremony every year since 2018 and even had Chase Young there so the idea of getting there's you start for Ohio State you go to the Heisman ceremony no other program can say that um i wouldn't be surprised if next year heading into the season Justin Fields and Nick Bosa are the odds on favorites to win NFL offensive and defensive player of the year respectively you cannot underestimate the long-run importance of producing great and tremendously well-compensated NFL players and more than ever now because of how many recruiting targets are the sons of NFL alumni. Marvin Harrison, Jelani Thurman, Caleb Downs, Justin Haynes, Dylan Riola, Troy Bowles, all those guys. It was, it was always important to sell the NFL. Um, now it's really important. Uh, It has to juxtapose and complement your NIL, which we'll get to. But also, um, many of the guys Ohio State are recruiting um, have parents that played in the NFL and have a discerning eye when it comes to that stuff. You're not fooling those dudes. So the more they can do that, the better. Um, So that's kind of an assessment of the situation. So what changes need to be made? What additions need to be made? If you take a look at the depth chart, I think they need to get better at defensive tackle. Uh, I have high hopes for the trio of uh, Ty Leak, Williams, uh, Mike Hall, and Devon Hamilton, but I'm not sure they were good enough. The defensive ends, uh, Zach Harrison had a nice career. I'm not sure he was what we wanted in the long run um Jack Sawyer has not really pushed through yet and you know JT to had a really nice year I'd be real optimistic of what he can do next year they have some young defensive backs they need some star power to come out of these younger players who have not played yet um you can't do it all in the portal they've got to have some young guys step up you want to say okay how can the team get better internal improvement is always the best way to get better uh, developing your own players. Uh, you know, uh, can Kai Stokes step in for, you know, Ronnie Hickman, uh, J.K. Johnson, uh, you know, Hancock, Jair Brown, they need a star in there. Sonny Style, C.J. Hicks, one of those guys has to, you know, probably two or three of those guys needs to come through and be productive next year um, without a lot of experience. But I will say Hicks and Styles are that size-speed combo. Um, from what we saw from Hicks in training camp, spring game stuff, I'm, I'm optimistic. But um, that's going to be needed. I mean, there's going to be – there are some holes that need to be filled that can't be done in the transfer portal that has to be done internally. Um, they have the guys to do it. Uh, but they're unproven, and the secondary has to get better. I think we all know this. Denzel Burke did not have a great year, um, and they got to replace Cam Brown as a grad grad dude. Why to be super optimistic at this point, and I am, uh, for the future? You're bringing back the best two receivers ever to come back to one team ever in college football, in Marvin Harrison and Emeka Igbuka. I'm up for argument on that, but both those guys are walking to the NFL players right now, in my opinion um and the opinion of some other NFL people we've got some cool boarding house stuff coming later this week on Mar for sure so you're gonna have a new quarterback in there and you know there's uh there's always been talk of or there has been talk of oh did we waste Justin Fields and did we waste you know CJ Stroud that window my bigger worry going into next year is the wasting of the tackles in Paris Johnson and Dewan Jones. I'm very confident Ryan Day can get a quarterback ready uh, well enough to get stuff done. Who are going to be the tackles? Is it going to be Zen Mikulski and uh, and others? You know what I mean? Josh Fryer. Can they step in and play tackle? Or they, do they need to go into the transfer portal right away? So. I don't think it's realistic to expect the offense to be as good as it was this year, but I do think it's realistic to expect the defense to be a little bit better um, and the product to be as good and then be, you know, in contention on the defense. You're going to need to have a couple guys in the portal. There's no question about that. And I think, excuse me, before I go any further on offense, I would like to see them go into the portal at least to get one offensive tackle. And I think they need to get a tight end. You've got decisions coming there for uh, for Stover. And him getting hurt in the game had such an incredible impact on their offense that I would think you probably need to go into the portal and get at least one more tight end you're comfortable with. If Stover were to boogie for the NFL, then go and do it. Um, that would be, you know, serious so let me defence my notes here to be sure on this. Yeah, so you've got, uh, so let's go back to the personnel and the decision making here for the NFL. You've got uh, Paris Johnson gone, Dewan Jones gone. Luke Whippler has a chance to leave. Will he come back? Um, I have not heard a ton on that one. Uh, centers from Ohio State tend to do quite well in the NFL, even when they're not predicted to do so. See Lindsley Kamakori. I wonder what Julian Fleming will do. He could leave for the league. Um, I know he maybe hasn't been, you know, an all-star here, but he's certainly a guy I think would get drafted. Uh, on the secondary, I think they, you know, in the, in the transfer portal, they need to go after anybody they can get. Uh, Tommy Eichenberg has a huge decision at linebacker. If he goes, you got, you know, could CJ Hicks replace him? Um I almost think any leverage relationship they have right now with an outstanding defensive player at any position who wants to come to Ohio state that they think can come in and get minutes. I would take them. Um, Tanner McAllister maybe had, you know, didn't have the greatest finish here, but he was a quality player during the year and, you know, adding someone else to the mix would be helpful. Veteran talent, maybe some more experience in the secondary, um, it's hard to get guys to transfer to Ohio State, than you, harder than you think, because it's hard to crack the depth chart. Uh, and guys aren't going to transfer for less playing time. That wouldn't make much sense at all. We don't know what defensive uh, – I think there could be changes to the defensive staff. I don't want to go too far into that because I don't have any solid information. But, you know, there's always the talk of Larry Johnson possibly moving on. Um, there has been more chatter about that, I will say, recently than there has been in the recent past. Um, so we'll have to address that. Um, let's, the last two things I want to quickly br- touch on one is name, image, and likeness. I'm going to do a deep dive on that this off season. I think that's more of a moving target than people think. I do generally agree with the approach Ohio state has taken. I think there may be some short-term pain for long-term gain. I do think the program's built on paying you on the way in. And not, you know, rewarding those guys possibly more than existing players could create some issues. And just the general vibe of the program being one based on achievement there, not before there, I think will pay dividends in the long run. I can't guarantee that because things are changing so dramatically. But I do actually agree with their approach so far. Execution may need to be tweaked, but this is the beginning of a long process. Um, The genie is not going back in the bottle. So, uh, how they deal with that going forward is important. I maybe don't think NIL is as important as others, but I can be, I can be convinced otherwise. And then I want to address the idea that Ryan Day may not be calling plays going forward. And there's some initial panic on that. I got the sense that Ryan Day saying that is a nice way of saying he needs to be more involved with the defense. Um, I don't think any offense under Ryan Day's tutelage is going to be too far from his fingertips. I think he will they'll be all over the offense, and he can still have uh, – it's not like he's going to be leaving the stadium for games in terms of play calling and such. But I do think that was a nice way of him saying he's going to need to get more involved with the defense. Um, the offense is flat out better than the defense. Uh, Jim Knowles take, it took a lot of abuse this year the defense was better than it was the year before for sure. And, you know, if it improves as much next year as it improves from last season to this season, I would think that would be, you know, enough to get them over the hump. But um, that's what I made of that. I don't think Ryan Day not calling plays means they're just going to, uh, you know, start running the option. I just think it means he's going to be more involved with the defense and where they go from there should be very interesting. Bottom line, Ohio State was, you know, a really bad kick away from being the national championship favorite. So I don't think drastic changes are needed. I think they just need to buttress the approach they're doing now. Um, They're going to be so good at receiver next year. The breaking in a quarterback to me just isn't as stressful as it might have been They should be better at running back, provided Travion Henderson can get healthy and Mayan Williams can get healthy and Evan Pryor can get healthy. So I'm optimistic. I don't see any reason why they couldn't be back in the exact same spot next year. Hopefully they're, you know, 12 to 13 yards closer and the ball goes through the uprights. Uh, Then it would be a glorious season. Like I said, I so much wanted this. For Dwayne and his passing recently to be able to say, uh, you know, they got one for you, big fella, and they didn't, but uh, they took a rain check on that. Now, I'm going to go through your comments here. I hope I engendered some interest, and we're just going to uh, tell you what. Let's take a break and pay some podcast bills right now.
0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Let's take some, some, take some, uh, let's take some questions. Let's see. Carter's good. Cause Carl need to balance the season out and look at the whole statistically. We did quite well and had some issues in the back end. Don't believe that all is scheme and the DB room was infirmary. I think injuries are going to be, you know, an issue you you find in in most of the situations that said, I don't think uh, the quality of defensive back is really where it was when Ohio State, you know, had, you know, the Okuda-Wade um, combo. So, you know, they need to develop those guys better. Um, that's someplace where they could definitely uh, get better. So. Brian's Alaska. Honestly, everything considered, we lost by one with no big weapons except for CJ for most of the second half. Another year for the D to see if Nolan can get it right. I think that's uh, a very, very apt statement. Um, you know, I agree with that. Got to say this is Larry Johnson developing guys like he used to for some reason. He's off. Is it that? Um, it could be, but I mean, when you, when you had guys like the Bosa brothers who are interplanetary prospects who were, I mean, good gracious, the most prepared college football players I've ever seen, certainly as brothers. And you can see what it's played out as um, Nick Bosa might be the best defensive player on planet Earth. Chase Young has been in the mix. Um, so that has something to do with it. I will say that, uh, look, Zach Harrison and Jack Sawyer haven't been as good here as we expected. Um When you come in the wake of the players we just mentioned, sure, that makes it tougher. But uh, expectations are what they are. And those guys had the pedigree. So um, let's see. We have under recruited and said, off three years, and it's starting to show. Plus, we've said that there. What is your opinion on the targeting call? No call. Um, You know, whether it was targeting or not. Let's see here. Hide. I mean, I think it was targeting partially because the kid didn't make a play on the ball. He went to knock the player out. So that's one of the things that constitutes targeting. And then if it's called that on the field, i don't know man the replay do i feel like we got screwed on those two plays sure when you really sit back and actually go through a football game though and break it down play for play i don't know about how egregious it was the most egregious part of it is it took marv out of the game i freaking thought he caught the ball at one point um Listen, it hurts the idea that those targeting calls and the one on Sean Wade both went against them. And, uh, you know, you're sitting here. You would have been the favorite in the national championship game. And you could make a very strong argument had Ohio State gotten the touchdown there and gone up the magical three scores. They, uh, they wouldn't have won. It is a little bit harder to say that when your defense just at the end, is just getting sliced up. Um, They move the ball at will down the stretch. So I think there's a, I think there's an argument that, uh, you know, that was the key play of the game. Section four defenseless and Bullard launch. Brad Smith. Thank you for, Doing the research on that, yeah, I think I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, i have got ai have got ai have got I think I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I think uh, this is this is a good one. This, um, yeah, TSU statement. I would expect a better back end next year. I don't expect a letdown from new quarterback. I just want to know who calls the plays. I wouldn't be too worried about that right now. Like I said, Ryan Day is not going to let uh, play calling spiral away. And keep in mind, he can always, I'm pretty sure he has that thing on his microphone where he can cut everyone else off. So uh, if he needs to call the plays, he could do it. Like I said, I really do think that was a, um, a reflection of his interest in, in um, improving the defense without calling anyone out directly. Ryan Ray Day twenty Sawyer made he moved out of jack position. And have his hands in the dirt. Maybe C J Hicks can develop in that position. Hey, whatever works, man. Um, wherever you can get a more effective pass rush, um, the better. Daryl Bascom, you do know Marvin Harrison stepped out of bounds first. I know that now. Um. Eric Turnbull, where has the consistent talk of LJ retiring come from besides the OSU fan sites? I would say opposing recruiters have used Larry, uh, Larry's possible retirement and his age against the Buckeyes since he's been here. So we've heard whispers of that every offseason. Um, it's not the kind of thing people go out and uh, say on the record, but uh, it, it's facts. What about the timeout on the fake punt? That one stunk. Um, That one may bother me the most just because you could make an argument. The ref didn't see him at his peripheral vision. Now, when you start making arguments about other people's peripheral vision, it's not exactly the most stable ground to stand on. But uh, I did feel that that was bogus. And... um, Another one of those calls that had it gone Ohio State's way, it, uh, it would have mattered. Better running backs. I don't think the issue is better. I think the issue is healthy. Um, I love Dallin Hayden, but the idea of Dallin Hayden and Xavier Johnson in the backfield, you know, based on what we had going into the season is, is kooky. I mean, even Marcus Crowley's career ended. So, like I said, part of that, part of football is just the war of attrition. I mean, we could put out the, in in the NFL, you could put out the injury report every week, and that could be your coverage. It's that impactful. Um, You know, Ohio State is, these juggernaut teams are deeper than others. And the fact that they can remain competitive with Georgia for the fourth quarter, when you essentially wiped out their entire first level of skilled talent, and then your top two reserves expected at running back. Come on, man. That's a lot. Oh, I'm learning a whole bunch here. Ohio's Reggie. Ohio said had twelve players on the field for that fake punt attempt. Well, that sucks. By the way, we didn't get to play anyway. Um, we'll take a couple more here. We are running up on the thirty-minute mark. What was going on with Chip Trenum wasn't used at all Saturday. I don't really have the answer to that. I think they thought Dallin Hayden was a better option. And then I think the time given on uh, preparation allowed Day to work in uh, Xavier for some special plays, obviously one that worked beautifully and some others. Wow, 12 men on the field. So there goes that. Who knows? Maybe the refs would have blown that call. Um, Jair Brown could take that McAllister position, even though he's not a safety, a true nickel. Yeah, who knows? Nickel's a tough spot. Uh, Cam Martinez will have a shot at it. Um, but you know, Nickel's is a different skill set than playing on the outside. Um, I will say this on the offense in the slot, I would not be surprised if Brandon Ennis gets some serious, serious playing time in the slot. Um, I think he does some of the things they, uh, they like from that spot. So, uh, you know, the two guys on the outside, obviously the Mech Buka and Marvin Harrison will be, will be the best uh, in the country. I mean, you can make an argument. They should be the headliners for uh, both being all Americans, but I could see Innes getting some work in the slot. Fleming. If he came back, um, there's a bunch of others. Uh I will tell you this, um, I do think C.J. Stroud, and that will be coming up in the boarding house too, Talk to some NFL people on this. C.J. Stroud did solidify uh, and improve his NFL stock with that game. He was fantastic. Um, his arm talent is special. So uh, he showed he could move around a little bit, and he ran. I mean, what would the narrative have been had they made that field goal a lot of it would have been on eggs being the key part of that final drive. Israel Sharp. I said that earlier when I agree completely, uh, Sonny style, CJ Hicks, guys like that. We need dudes like that to step up and be what they were supposed to be. Um, those are difference making, you know, uh, first-round draft pick potential type guys like we talked about and uh, would make a difference. Okay, we're going to end it there. I hope that was somewhat cathartic. Uh, it was not an easy experience. They did show well for themselves. I do think, let's just touch on one positive or re-emphasize one positive. I do think from a national perspective, everybody watched that game and saw that Ohio State is just as good as Georgia. Many, many people who I've never never heard say anything positive publicly about Ohio State. Even said they were actually the better team and should have won. So, certainly not a real consolation. But the idea that uh, a month ago or after the Michigan game that the program was taking on water. And Ryan Day didn't know what he was doing. I think we've put that to bed. Do they need to figure out a way to beat Michigan? Yes, and I think they will. And then uh, need to catch a few breaks here, man. How about some injury luck? I'll finish it with Justin. I love Ohio State football so much my heart hurts still. Uh, Smash that like button. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Have a good one, Buckner.